Hello, my name is Lee Milne, and you are listening to the We Magic Podcast. Well, hello. So, I know it's been a couple of weeks, I'm sorry, but I have been busier than ever, which I cannot complain about. But I wanted to do a little uh, episode today. My goodness, you hear that? That is some buffoon driving past me at at least 70 miles an hour on a road that says 50. Okay, now don't be that buffoon. Don't be that guy. Anyway, so I am. Well, I don't know where I am. It's England. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's England. But I had to drive from Scotland all the way down through England, all the way through North Wales, to come out the other side of England. All right, because I am at Tricks and the Sticks. 2023 is the first time I've ever been at Tricks. And yes, I am walking back along a motorway, a la Alan Partridge when he was at Loose End for those of you old enough and um, tasteful enough to know I'm Alan Partridge series one but I digress now I'm going to be full uh, fully honest full disclosure here like I said I'm walking along the motorway Uh, there is a little footpath I'm not crazy, there is actually a footpath, so don't worry, I'm not, like, taking unnecessary risks. Because, alright mate, because, why would you? Because life is too short. As it is, life is far too precious. If you're thinking, well, life's for living, yes it is. I'll just drive along while texting. I'll just drive along while calling my mate. I'll just drive along not really paying attention to the road. I'll cross roads without looking. I will just uh, abuse people for no reason and hope hope they won't retaliate. I will do all these bad things. No, no, no. That's not what life is for living is all about. When people say life's short, life is for living, live it to the fullest, live it to the maximum, that's not what it means. It means do that. It means live life to the fullest. It means live, live life to its maximum potential. But do things that make you feel good. Do things that make other people feel good. I think one of the main things about life in general is being able to make others feel good. Being able to touch other people's lives. I always said when I was younger, and I was moving around the country a lot, just to get away from my hometown, to get away from all the bullying, and get away from all the poverty, and get away from all the everything else. I almost swore there, but I'm not going to swear. When I was moving around, I always said to my mate, who always asked, why do you move around so much? Why do you go to these different places no one's ever heard of? Well, obviously other people have heard of them. But you've never heard of, I've never heard of. You go to these random places. And I always said, 
one of the best things in life that I enjoy the most is meeting new people and touching new people in, in some way, whether that means, um, you know, making them smile or making them feel like they're glad they met me or, you know, some just something to make them, to make a, a, a tiny, tiny, tiny impact on their lives. I hope I've done that for a few people. Well, I mean, not without saying arrogant, I know I have, but I hope, I really hope it's, it's a lot of people because it doesn't matter to me what happens when I'm not here. I won't know. I'm not religious. I don't believe in anything, really. So if I'm not here, you know, without going into details, if I'm not around anymore, I do not think I'll be somewhere else watching down on the world. I do not think, oh my goodness, I do not think I'll be, you know, visiting friends or relatives in the form of a ghost or a robin or a sparrow or a monkey or whatever else it is. I think I'll be gone, that's it. But that's just my belief. I don't know. No one knows. So, as <laughs> as I was saying, full disclosure, I've had day one at Tricks and the Sticks, hosted by Gary Dunn and John Kimmins. And, yeah, day one has been something. So, tricks, day one. It was kind of a last minute decision to come along. Um, I was lucky enough to meet, um, well, no, not to meet, but to contact someone online who had a ticket for sale. Now, the person who had the ticket for sale said, I'll give you it for £50. I was like, oh, that's great. And then he said, speak to my colleague, my friend. I was like, all right. So I spoke to his colleague, friend, and the colleague, friend, said, actually, it's £60, but <laughs> I'm just splitting hairs, you know, I don't mind. £60 is the price of the ticket. And it's not worth complaining about because this convention, this is just day one. This convention for £60 is definitely going to be a bargain. So I don't know, I don't mind paying full price. And actually, like I said, I think it is a total bargain. So if the actual price was £75, I would happily pay that. So I left home about 11.30am this morning, said goodbye to my dog, said goodbye to my stepson, my wife's at work. So I text her saying, that's me, I'm heading down south now. Got in the car. And then, what I didn't realise is, I would be driving half the way <laughs> down through England, only to cut across through North Wales and go back into England. I know I've said this before, but it was a long day. It was fine though, most of the journey to be honest, most of the journey was comparable to driving to Blackpool from where I live. 
fine, no problem at all. That last hour though, the first 150 miles, no problem. Do 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 do, do. drive along quite happily. Good times all round. Listening to podcasts, listening to music, singing my songs. Uh, most of just Springsteen, if you're asking. And then uh, that last hour though, oh my goodness. Coming through North Wales, coming into this part of England, it's like we are unleashing every ounce of traffic we have in the country <laughs> to rally against you. And it was, <laughs> it was just, it was not great, I'll be honest. And in fact, it was, it was rubbish. Um, but anyway, doesn't matter, I got here. Pulled up to a little hotel, which seems like a nice place. The wee man on the... Now, I don't actually know if I've come the right way here when I'm walking, because I remember there being a little pavement. I don't see a pavement. Oh, my goodness. Hang fire. Give me one second. I'll make sure I'm walking the right direction before I go any further. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I checked because I was going the wrong way. I was going <laughs> to, I was going to end up walking back to North Wales. Um, yeah, so I've looked at my little phone, my little phone, my phone, the little map came up and it's told me it's this way you fool. So I'm walking this way now. This looks more like it. There are actual street lights, not many, but there are actual street lights. So, as I've said about 974 times, full disclosure, I uh, arrived in um, wherever this is, the sticks, where tricks takes place, and uh, parked my car, got in, charged my phone, had a quick wash, text my missus, text my mate, Caught my breath and then, um, yeah, headed out. So, I'm staying in a place called the Morton Park Hotel. <sighs> the actual convention is taking place in the Lions Key Hotel and it's about a 10 minute walk. It was okay earlier. Right now I'm thinking, oh my god. 10 minutes in the dark. This is absolutely hellacious. But it's not that bad, really. But anyway, the first thing I did after I left my car in the car park, walked away, was get a drink. I walked in, got a pint of beer. No, I didn't. I got a pint of Guinness. And I met a guy who had messaged me on Facebook saying he was also staying at the Morton Park Hotel. Now, I don't know where he is right now. I really don't. But he's he seems like a great guy. Um, his name is Jack, and he is Irish, but he lives in Australia. But he's here for tricks. This is his first tricks. This is my first tricks. This year was his first Blackpool. Um, he's managed to tie in his visits to these conventions with visits back home to his family and I am walking through some sort of marshland like I'm John Rambo, this is not good. Um, so, 
I don't know where Jack is now, um, but he could, he's like pretty tall, so he could be giving me a piggyback, but I don't know where he is. So, uh, yeah, so I got to the Lionski Hotel, got a drink, oh my god, I'm dropping things, and then I, oh, I'm dropping everything, and then I was uh, approached by Jack. I was also approached by another couple of people, some who I had recently met before, some I'd never met. I saw a Ricky, Tricky Ricky, Ricky Nielsen from Scotland, uh, said hello to Anne. I've not had an actual proper catch up with him yet, but I said hello to him and he's a really, really nice guy. Um, also with him, Gary James, great guy, and Ian, who's, who sold me the ticket. I said to him tonight, I've never seen a cash machine yet, but when I do, <laughs> this money is coming your way. Uh, yeah, so, I've had a few drinks. I'm back in my hotel now, almost. Once I get past this Wurzel gummage type field that I'm walking through, I'll be in my hotel. Anyway, let's move on to the topic at hand, tricks and the sticks. So, tricks and the sticks, day one. It's been pretty good. And it didn't kick off until like seven o'clock at night. Half past seven, in fact. It was the day of people arriving, me arriving, uh, other people arriving, <laughs> saying hello to each other, saying, oh, hi, I know you from Facebook, I know you from Instagram, I know you from prison or whatever. Oh. But, it started off in the line ski in the main, the main uh, function room, I guess. There's a stage set up, there's lots of chairs set out, you can, you, you take a chair. And on stage comes John Cummins and Gary Dunn. Two, let's be honest, very, very funny men. Um, they're nice guys as well. And they give a little talk. It was a bit um, up and down. Some of it was like, yeah, you'll only get this if you've been to every single other tricks convention that's ever taken place. Some of it, most of it was, you know, funny to all. And like I said, the funny guys are nice guys. So, and then Pat Fallon came on. Pat, you know Pat Fallon, Irish magician, long way to hair. Ah, uh, yeah, nice guy, as far as I know. <laughs> You know, seems like a nice guy. And he introduced some acts. And we started off with Rylan Petty. Doing what Rylan Petty does, that was good. His Ruby Cube stuff. And then it was, uh, was it? Oh no, it was um, Barry Mitchell next. Yeah. Now that sounds like a character from EastEnders, Barry Mitchell. But it's not, he's this American magician and he does 
really, oh, really cool stuff. The sponge balls, we like his own magic wand. In fact, tonight I've bought a couple of things from him already, even though it's not really the dealer's day. Then it was Craig Petty. And then it was uh, Mark Shortland. And yeah, all good, great, great little show. And then they said, let's take a break. Come back here at 11 o'clock for the sort of, the broken wand um, show. And I decided I'm absolutely knackered. So I watched a little bit of it. It's funny stuff. But I was buying stuff from Barry Mitchell. I was exhausted. And I was like, right, I'm going to walk the wasteland back to my hotel. So that's what I've done. So, that's day one. I'm going to go now. And I'll try and record more tomorrow on day two. Now, the problem is, day two... I'm going to miss the last thing, and the last thing is Craig Petty's lecture. And I know for a fact that Craig Petty's lecture is going to be on close-up magic for kids, which is pretty cool, pretty interesting, and pretty unique. And, you know, Craig knows what he's talking about, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss a lot tomorrow by leaving early, but I don't have a choice, because I'm going to see as much as I can tomorrow. I'm going to... Well, I'm going to try not to buy as much as, <laughs> as much as, as as an offer. Um, what? As much as as an offer. And um, I just said the same thing there, except faster. But I'm going to try and uh, behave tomorrow. Obviously, I won't drink a single drop of alcohol tomorrow. I'll just be eating breakfast, eating lunch, eating dinner, having some soft drinks because I'm driving home about 5pm, half past 5, hopefully go home by half past 11, maybe midnight, because I've got a gig on Wednesday morning. <sighs> Why did I take that gig on Wednesday morning? Your guess is as good as mine, money, that's why, yeah, because it's a paycheck, and some weeks you cannot afford to say no. And also, one-way puppets are here as a dealer. And one-way puppets make really nice puppets. I thought Joe Peak was going to be here, to be honest, but I don't see him. Um, but one-way puppets are here. And I spoke to the guy who designs and makes most of the puppets, and he's a he's a nice guy. Uh, there's also Practical Magic, obviously. There's also, um, who else, Mareker, World of Puppets. Those are like, a lot of them are Punch and Judy type puppets, which are scary, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to use them. Um, there's a... But, they're, but they've, got other, they've got really cool stuff to sell. Um, there's a few dealers. Anyway, I'm going to go. This is night one. I'll give you another podcast tomorrow, hopefully. And if not, if I forget, or if I'm in too much of a rush to get home, I will give you a, an update the next day. And I'll recap everything that I saw on day two. So, stay tuned. Okay, so this is day two. It's actually uh, almost at the end. I'm almost home. Now, I'm going to listen back to this before I post it because it might be unusable because... I'm speaking, my phone is on my uh, 
like the dashboard of my car while I'm driving because like I've said before I don't like touching my phone while I'm driving for any reason so I hope you can pick up my voice I hope you can hear my voice but I will listen back to this before I post it if it's not worked if it's too noisy or fuzzy or anything like that I'll bin it and I'll just record it again properly I just wanted to get this episode out to be honest so apologies for the sound quality having said that I listened to the podcast I recorded last night while I was walking back to my hotel and you can hear traffic you can hear the wind you can hear me walking you can hear me get out of breath you can hear a constant rustling of the little magic tricks I bought and then yeah I stopped at the garage and bought some crisps and a sandwich because I was starving so you can hear all that rustling and I thought about recording all of that and I thought especially since I've had a few drinks and it's probably quite evident listening to that that I've had a few drinks but then I thought no I'll just leave it as is it's honest it's what it is it's what it was Um, it's not as if I'm a you know a massive drinker these days but when I get to go away and have a few drinks I have a few drinks I don't go crazy but I have enough so that um, you know you can tell I've had a drink and that's where I stop usually so anyway driving home for Christmas no I'm not driving home from Trixmas but I'm almost home it has been a day and a half last night I got back into my hotel I sneaked past reception with my big bag of food <laughs> went upstairs well done I went into my little hotel room which has got an upstairs actually it's quite fancy and I went in and I ate everything I could eat and I had a big drink of well a few bottles of water top tip whenever you've been out drinking before bed, drink at least one or two pints of water if you can. Two preferably, but one is good as well. And you'll feel up, you'll wake up feeling less hungover, you'll be less dehydrated, they'll see you through the night. Usually. However, 4.30 a.m. I woke up, bing, eyes open, wide awake. I think I went to bed about half one, maybe two. So, four o'clock in the morning I woke up. bursting for the, you know, the toilet, to be honest. So I went to the toilet, came back, and that was it. I could not get back to sleep. And I lay, and I tried to get to sleep, and I played all the little mind games I play when I'm trying to get back to sleep. And they were making me sleepy, but not sleepy enough. And they were, just, yeah, just nothing was working. Nothing at all. And I really... I was in despair, I was like, how am I going to get through this whole day? And how am I going to get through this big long drive later? That's what I was really worried about. So, I lay there and lay there and lay there. I put some things on Spotify to see if that would help. Some sleep therapy, sleep hypnosis, um, sleep music. Sometimes these things work for me. There's a good podcast called Snoozecast, which sometimes works. Uh, they read you a little adult bedtime story I don't mean adult as in rude or anything don't get excited 
um, because that would not send you to sleep. Just little stories that hopefully will send you to sleep. Um, yeah, so none of it worked. Not a thing was working. So I lay there and I lay there and I lay there. Eventually it was 7 a.m. and I thought right, I'm just I'm just gonna get up. I'll get up, I'll have a shower, and I'll go for breakfast. And I was going for breakfast regardless because I had paid for it, nine pound. Nine pound? But I got up, I had a shower, I went to breakfast, and I was alright, you know. Nice little full English. Little be an operative word. Also, um, you know, hash brown, a hash brown is a nice little addition to a, a, a full English breakfast. But not when it's deep fried, then it's just like a lump of crunch. I don't know how else, how else to describe it. It's just hot crunch. So, that was that. Anyway, if I was at breakfast, Jack came along, which was nice, so I said to him, sorry, I, I sort of disappeared last night. I got distracted speaking to the puppet guy and to Barry, who sold me some stuff, and then I started walking home before I thought about, oh, I should have let Jack know. But he was cool. Um, like I said, nice guy. I told him I was going to try and get back to sleep for an hour. And he said, well, make sure you don't sleep until, you know, past checkout time. Or you'll be paying for another night's accommodation. So, yeah, I quickly set my alarm because I hadn't for, I hadn't done that. And I went back and I managed to sleep for about 50 minutes. And that sounds like, oh, well, what's the point? But I'll tell you, that made such a difference. Even if I had slept for 20 minutes, something I learned years ago, if I slept for... 10 or 20 minutes and it was an actual sleep for those 10 or 20 minutes it changes everything your whole day is can be saved I'm not saying this is what you should do but if you're desperate for a sleep and you've only got 15 minutes use it use it some is better than none in this instance so anyway I was um I was lucky to get back to sleep for 50 minutes. Woke up feeling like I wish I could have slept longer, but it's okay. I got some. Went and freshened up, walked up to Lion Keys, and I caught the tail end of Scott Thatcher's uh, little talk on how to make bone modeling fun. Uh, and I, I was, I'm sorry I missed it because I do balloon modeling. I, like, I love balloon modeling. And Scott seems like the type of guy who knows his onions, or knows his balloons, you know. Um, but what I saw was good. After that, there's a little 15 minute talk from Disco Steve. Always, almost say Disco Stu from The Simpsons. Disco Stu likes disco music. And every time I see his van, Disco Steve, I'm like, Disco Steve likes disco music. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, he done a little talk on 
performing in care homes. Now he knows what he's talking about. He said he was having a look at his invoices the other day in preparation for this talk and he's done over 3,000 care homes. 3,000 performances in care homes, I should say. Um, so yeah, noise and stuff. And it was good, it was, there wasn't much in the way of magic, but he included a little bit. He said he played some old-timey songs for the old-timey residents of the care homes. Um, and it goes down well, which I imagine it would. Um, some of the talk I found a wee bit, like you said, he plays a Nat King Cole song or Frank Sinatra song and he's talking away and he's skipping bits and he says, so I like that song playing full and he says that for a, a few songs and I'm thinking, how, how long are you in this care home? Three years? Three days? I mean, <laughs> he's playing all these songs and full, but he does be funny bits of business and then he does impressions like <sighs> suitable for care homes. Frank Spencer, Tommy Cooper, um, and all the rest. Uh, things that would only work these days in care homes. Uh, but yeah, that was interesting. I wanted to ask him, I've never, I never got a chance, but I wanted to ask him how does it, what's the wage like? Because I work some care homes and some of them pay the same rate I get for a kids party or a family party but a lot of them say they're on limited budget um, so they can only pay £75 or £100 sometimes even £50 and I'll be honest on a Tuesday morning I'm probably not going to be doing anything else Unless it's like towards the end of a school term, so yeah, I'll take a, I'll take seventy five quid. I'll take fifty quid to go and practice my show, try out new bits, and uh, make these people happy for an hour. You know, it's not costing me anything. My my travel's covered, plus a little bit more because it's not as if I'm travelling six hours to do this. I'm travelling 25-30 minutes out my house, doing a little show for 45 minutes or an hour, coming back home, and it's £75 that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So yeah, I wanted to ask him about that, if he charges a set rate or if he's he faces the same thing, but I didn't, so it's a moot point. Ignore everything I just said. So, what else was there? After that, we broke for a bit. Break for the dealers or whatever. Man, I kept going back to this. Uh, one way puppets stand. Do you remember earlier I was speaking about that? They've got a stand and they've got this monkey puppet. Now, for a couple of years, well, for about, oh, eight years now the main attraction of my show the well, the main attraction the star of my show is Chester 
and he's a chimpanzee, he's a monkey puppet. I know a chimpanzee's an ape, but we call him a monkey because monkey is funnier than ape, okay? Words matter. So, he's this chimpanzee, but I call him a cheeky monkey. And he comes out and he's like, <laughs> and does all his usual monkey stuff. And it's this inexpensive, um, you know, little puppet that, like, my first puppet type thing. Like the type you'd get for a kid who was learning ventriloquism or wanted a puppet to play with. And for all these years, he's been so popular. Obviously the voice and what he does and the comedy and all that are all part of it. But when he comes out, the kids aren't like, oh, that, look at that cheap puppet. Oh, look at that, that's, that's not real. Nothing like that. They all love it as soon as he comes out. So anyway, the last couple of years, he started getting a bit old, you know, grey hairs, wrinkles around his eyes. No, he's a puppet. But he started getting a bit patchy in places. His tongue's not as red as it was. He's like, some of his, uh, the tones have faded on his, on his face and stuff. So I've been looking for a, a new Chester. But I wanted to be an upgrade. And I've tried several monkey puppets, several ape puppets. I tried a puppet from Axtel. Axtel, amazing ape range. This realistic, hyper-realistic looking chimpanzee. You might have seen it online. It looks, it looks amazing. And it's realistic enough that it, it could fool someone who didn't know. But also, it's got a cheeky sort of look. And it's, it's just brilliant. But... These Axtell amazing apes range, or great apes, a range or whatever it is, the mouths are so stiff, they're like so hard to operate. You spend all this money and you get this incredible looking puppet, but you can barely use it, you know, it's a shame, it's a real shame. So that didn't work, I sold that, I got rid of that. Uh, got another monkey, well it's more of a gorilla this, and it's by Jigs Handworks who created Ned, who's a puppet I use for other projects, who I use pretty much every day. Um, if you know where to find some of my video content online, you will have seen Ned. No doubt. And I don't mean my YouTube channel. Although actually he might have always also been on there. Anyway. So, uh, and it is this... It's a great ape. I don't mean it's a great ape. I mean it's a great puppet of a little blue gorilla. But it's not Chester. And I don't really want... It's hard because I don't really want to use another Simeon puppet in my show if it's not Chester. The only thing I want to use instead of Chester is a new Chester and I've just never been able to find it and then one way puppets they've got this monkey man alive it looks great it looks really good cartoon sort of cute but cheeky face not too realistic well not realistic at all really um, these nice button eyes uh, 
a little heart shaped tongue nice big size maybe two and a half three feet in total size so well made so nice but not cheap and I kept going back and forward and back and forward every time there was a break between shows or lectures or whatever else I kept going up to the guy and he was like feel free to have another little you know try it on see how it fits see how you feel see if you can go on with the character like oh man stop tempting me stop tempting me it's tough isn't it this is a it's an expensive job but if this is just your hobby get saving because this is expensive stuff so a couple of hours have passed I am back home changed into some comfortable clothes washed after my long 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 drive I've had a little walk with my dog had some cuddles with him caught up with my wife said hello to my stepson confessed to spending some money <laughs> showed her what I bought and now it's time to sit and relax for a few hours, get an early night, catch up on some sleep, and then um, go and do this gig tomorrow. So yeah. So, the reason I need to catch up on sleep is because, I don't remember if I said, I don't think so, but 4am, yeah I did actually, didn't I, 4am I woke up, and that was me, I was awake for ages, I managed to get a little 50 minutes sleep. Yeah I did say this because... It does make a difference, but still catches up with you. It wasn't the compound exhaustion has outweighed that little fifty minute benefit. So the drive home, a long drive. You know, it, it felt long. Leaving Oswestry or wherever it is that tricks in the sticks is. The first hour was fine. And then, well, no, actually the first half hour was fine. And then I hit the roadworks that were causing issues. So my sat-nav thinks this stretch of road for the next 45, 50 miles is 70 miles an hour. And you can just go. But what it actually is, is 50 miles an hour because there's construction going on. But what it actually is, is 20 miles an hour because of the construction going on and because of the tailbacks that's causing and because of all the other traffic from other roads having to join this road because of the construction that's going on. So yeah, that road that should have taken, I don't know, another half hour to get out of, took at least another hour, maybe just over an hour. And man alive, I was ready to get out and walk. But eventually, I got past that. I got onto the open road. And I drove and I drove and I drove. And I thought, I'm getting through North Wales, which didn't take long. And I thought, I'm getting at least a bit of the way up the map before I'm stopping at a service station. 
And I got to a point where I thought, I desperately do need a service station though. So I waited until I was up past Liverpool. Uh, in fact, it was, was it Lancaster? Does that sound right? Um, it was actually the service station. <laughs> the service station I was at uh, last September when I saw Tyson Fury and his wife stopping to fill up their van. So that was. Bear with me. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, let's see. It's wherever I just said. I'm so tired, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, stop there. I thought I'll get some coffee. I'll get some food. Perk myself up, wake myself up, revive myself, give myself some energy. Even if it's just short-lived energy for the drive, that's all I need. So I went in. Used the bathroom, went to... Burger King, because that was really the only choice without going across to the other side of the services. So I thought I'll go to the Burger King, that's fine. Ordered the big bastard burger, whatever it's called, I don't know. It was, I assume it was tasty. I don't remember. I just remember wolfing it down because I was absolutely starving. And then they had no coffee. No coffee. You go to the hot drink section, you know, the little interactive menu. And hot drinks, the only one offer, tea. Traditional. I thought, I forget it. And there's no point having a milkshake. Oh, wait. Actually, the milkshake machine was working. I could not believe it, so I got myself a milkshake. Now, that was tasty. And it's the first time I've had a milkshake of any kind for a while. But it's the first time for a long time after the milkshake from one of these type of restaurants. I say restaurants, you know what I mean. So anyway, I bought a couple of, a little energy drink and like a chocolate bar for the journey. Back in the car and again just a long, long journey. I don't, I know it's all relative because that, your man Jack who I was speaking to the weekend, he lives in Australia, and some of his gigs, he has to drive three hours to get there. Having said that, some of my gigs have to drive three hours to get there. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's just all relative. I mean, because I hadn't slept last night, I think any journey I went on today was going to be a killer. Tricks and the sticks. Um, I would I would recommend it. I had a lot of fun. What was really nice about it was that uh, it was really nice that people stopped and said hello. I know I've sort of complained on this podcast before about going to Blackpool and it's a bit cliquey, um, or it's it's so busy, but you can still feel pretty lonely. Tricks. I think the tricks 
if you make an effort, like you could go to Blackpool and make an effort to say hello to people, but you can very quickly be put off the idea because, you know, people are just like, they're too busy or they're rushing to go to a lecture or um, they're too distracted by something else, you know. But it tricks, if you make the effort and say hello to people, everyone's got time for you because you've got a lecture and then you've got a break for a while and you can go and meet people, you can go and have a drink, you can go and take a walk around the small dealer's room, you can take a, you know, you can just go up to anyone and you're all there for the same reason and it's far more relaxed than Blackpool. I spoke to a gentleman today who told me, who said, he kind of summed it up for me because I said to him that it's such a difference between this and Blackpool and he said, he was having it said, well, at Blackpool, a lot of people are in a rush or they're busy because they have to be somewhere or they have to do something or they've agreed to something or they've got other priorities. And I thought, actually, you're right. It's not that people are being rude or selfish or arrogant at Blackpool, usually. Some are, but usually it's not. Usually they're just too busy. Whereas here, it's nice and relaxed. Like, um... Stu, Stu de do, Stu de do. <laughs> Um, his, his name, his actual name has gone out of my, my mind oh my goodness, it'll come back to me um, really nice guy and I've spoken to him on and off on Facebook for years um, years and years ago he sent me a bunch of paper tear hats because he was getting rid of them and he just didn't want to bend them so he put it on Facebook I was lucky enough to be the one and he sent me a really really funny letter with it I've still got it somewhere but today at Trix it was the first time I actually got to speak to him in person and in person he's the most arrogant most rude no I'm only kidding he's, he's a great guy really nice so friendly and polite and pleasant uh, and you know I get the feeling he would help you in an instant. Same with the gentleman who sold me the ticket, um, Ian. I had never met him before, but he came up and spoke to me like we were old pals. And it was, it was, that was the case with most people. I got to speak to people I hadn't conversed with before, I hadn't, I hadn't met. Just everybody was so friendly. Um, and at lunch, Jack... Jack said to me, are, you, are we going to stay in the hotel for lunch, stay at Lion Key, Lion, Lion's Key Hotel for lunch? And I said, we might as well, as long as it's not like a million pounds for a, a toasty. Turns out it was, but it was okay, it was okay. Uh, we decided to stay anyway. So I said, in fact, he excused himself, and I, I went to get a menu. I came back, and I thought, oh, he's not back yet. So I took a walk into the dealer's room. Came back and he said, "Oh, there you are." Um, listen, I'm I'm going to sit with Craig Petty and Ryland and Nemeth Phoenix for lunch, and I was like, "All right, that's cool." And he said, "Come and join us." I was like, "All right, cool." So we sat with Craig Petty and his son and his mate, and it was it was great because the lunch was nice. I'll come back to the service in a minute, but. Um, 
it was great because we sat there and Jack had wanted to pick Craig's brains about a magic club he runs in Australia and how to improve it and things like that. And Craig sat there and just gave us a masterclass on how to improve this magic club or any magic club. What he would do, what he would suggest, what he would offer up as advice. And I was sitting listening thinking, I'm not part of a magic club. This won't be relevant to me. But everything he was saying, I thought, well, can I, I, I can, you know, I can utilise this advice in other areas of my life or in other areas of my work. This is great. And it was really good. Um, now, the service, it was, it, it was busy, right? It was lunchtime. It's during, it's between lectures, between shows, whatever. Um, so everyone goes for lunch at the same time. And a lot of people stayed at the hotel to have lunch. And the, the staff, there's only, it seems to be about four or five members of staff. Some of them are just young guys or girls or whatever. Um, obviously a part-time job pilot at college or, or maybe they're still at school, some of them. Um... And they're working hard. They really are. This was... I saw quite a lot of... Today, a lot of people saying... You know, being dismissive of the staff saying... Not even looking at them and saying... I'll have the bill. Or... Saying... Where's my coffee? Or... Whatever. We waited a while for our drinks. We really did. Um, In fact... Our drinks came after we'd finished our meal... That's how long it took. But, and when we did get lunch, eventually, Nemed <laughs> had ordered pancakes with blueberries and I think it was syrup or whatever. And that was the option on the menu. It was either that or pancakes with Nutella, which Ryland had. Um, but Nemed got his, no blueberries. So it's not as if he had said, I'll have this, but make it without blueberries. And it's not as if there were no blueberries, because Craig had his with blueberries. And it's not as if, um, you know, there was another option on the menu to choose from. It's just bizarre. Just an oversight, I think. I got soup and a sandwich, and it came with a little basket of fries. Nemeth Phoenix was enraged. <laughs> because he didn't know chips were part of it. Um, the soup was tasty, but it was cold. Not freezing cold, but pretty cold. It had been sitting a while, I guess. Why am I saying all this? Because I don't blame the staff. You know, I've worked in catering, I worked in retail catering, I worked in franchise catering, I worked in the kitchen, and I worked on the bar, and I worked on the floor. And I've done everything in between. And I know how hard that is. And I know these, especially young people, have been... They're getting it from all sides. They're getting it from the customers. They're getting it from the staff in the kitchen. They're getting it from their bosses on the floor, behind the bar. So, please, if you're in a place like this... I mean, this should be... This should be the way you act anyway. But your server... In any venue, it's just a person. They're not a robot for you to boss around. They're a person. 
One of those people might be the person who goes on and discovers the cure for cancer or makes real, I don't know, the ability to fly. Or one of them could go on and become the greatest magician of all time. You don't know who's serving you. You don't know who you're speaking to. So be nice. Understand. I understand you're hungry. And you're thinking, oh, I need to get to this next lecture. But they're doing their best. Be nice. I honestly don't know what I was speaking about before that. But, oh, oh well, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was cool. Sitting with Craig. Um, listening to his advice over lunch. Brilliant. And then Jack actually revealed he's been working well he's not working on he's he's built a little prototype for a little magic effect of his own i won't say a thing about it but he showed us it and i thought this is that's really good and he's he was like oh, i don't know i don't know if i could um manufacture it i don't know how i would do this and how i would do that and i said well you don't have to that manufacturers like practical magic or prop dog or whoever else they know how to do all this stuff. Let them do it. You just enjoy having created this pretty cool, pretty fun little effect. So, yeah. And Craig encourages them as well. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, what was I talking about? Tricks. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's me discussed lunch hour for about an hour. After lunch... It was time for Mr. Shiny, his lecture. Jason, it's spelled Nedrup, N-E-J-R-U-P, but I think it's Nerup or something. I think I was saying that right, I'm not sure. Apologies if not, Jason. His lecture was good. I was getting to that point where I was thinking, um, I'm getting a bit hot, I'm getting a bit tired, I'm getting a bit... You know, this lack of sleep is really catching up with me. I might head soon. Because I was planning to stay until um, Barry Mitchell had done his lecture, which was the second last thing in the programme before Craig did his lecture, which I knew I wasn't going to see. I don't know why Alexa's speaking to me. Alexa, stop. How rude. So... So yeah, but I thought, I'm starting to get really tired of this, this lack of sleep. And I thought, right, I'm going to, I'm going to head soon. But I watched Jason's lecture, good stuff. I kept going back to that puppet stand, didn't I? I kept going back and going back and going back. Um, anyway. I went back inside. Well, I went outside for a bit of fresh air and just to take a little break, get away from everybody and everything. Yeah. Then I went back inside. And I bought the puppet, didn't I? I bought the monkey. Now, I brought it home. I love it. It looks great. It feels great. It fits nice. It's really character-filled little animal. Hopefully when you see pictures, you'll think, yeah, it's, it's cool. It is nice. 
But yeah, I'm still thinking, should I have bought it? But I ha yeah, I should have, I should have. I think if I, you know, getting home thinking just now, it's a lot of money I've spent on this one thing. Should I have done it? But I think if I hadn't bought it, I'd be sitting here thinking, I should have bought it. I'll never have that chance again because it was the only kind, it was the only one of that puppet. And also, I think in six months, I could be sitting here saying, mm, remember that puppet, that was, that was a nice one, I wish I'd bought that. Or I could be thinking, my shows, you know, it's kind of a bit, a bit samey, a bit stale, maybe. But now I think I'll be thinking in six months, I'm so glad I invested in this particular character, this particular puppet, because it's going down a storm. That's my hope. We'll see if that happens. So guess what's happened? Yep, I've rambled on once again, just for a change. My apologies, but at the same time... You're used to it by now. If you listen to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast more than one, uh, for more than one episode, you're definitely used to it already. <laughs> because it's all I do. Ramble and ramble and ramble. <sighs> so. So, yeah. After I bought the puppet, I went and put it in my car, covered it with my, my jacket just in case any any ruffians came past and thought, oh, there's a monkey puppet. I'm going to steal that. I put it in there along with the 25 packets of balloons I bought. Yep. Last year at Blackpool, I bought 25 packs of balloons. And they lasted me until August or September, maybe. This year at Blackpool... Once again, I bought 25 bags of balloons. It's 100 in each bag. Um, and they lasted me until last Sunday. So today I bought another 25 bags of balloons. So let's see how long they last. I mean, I can't complain. It means I've been busier, you know. That's why I've gone through them quicker. So I'm not going to complain. I might complain. No, no, I won't complain. Um, so yeah, uh, after that, went back inside and I said to Jack after Mr Shiny's lecture, which was good by the way, it was good, um, a lot of things I wouldn't do personally only because some of the stuff he uses isn't stuff I would use, but it was very good, very funny. Oh, I've got the, the main lecture this morning for me, um, Mark Shortland's lecture, he performed last night as part of the show, the gala show I guess. Um, and his lecture today was really good um, it was a bit like every single thing he showed us was really good but then every single thing he showed us was also for sale I didn't buy anything from him but I still got value from the lecture it wasn't just a sales pitch there was a bit of selling after everything he showed us um, but I think he gave enough value on top of that uh, to call it 
more than a good lecture, a really, really good lecture. Funny as well, um, people were asking questions, there's no such thing as a stupid question, unless you're at tricks apparently, because some of these questions were like, okay mate, ha 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 ha. But Mark was coming back with good comedic answers or responses. Uh, yeah, so... So, in the afternoon after Mr Shiny's lecture, I said to Mark, listen, I think I'm just going to go. And he said, oh, well, Jamie Riding is up next. Um, he's doing a little 15-minute talk on Panto. And I thought, well, I'm quite... I'm quite fascinated by fan, by pan, Fanto. <laughs> by Panto, really. Um, the whole Dame thing isn't something I would do, but... I guess it'd be interesting. Maybe he'll tell us how to enter Panto. And it started, and he came out, and he seemed like a nice guy. Um, and he said, "Oh, this is what's coming up." And he went through the menu, and it was uh, what he does, the types of Panto dame or uh, bits of business, things like this. There's nothing about how to get into Panto. Or how to, you know, um, nothing would benefit me as a non-panto person, I thought. And then he said, right, here's a video of the type of things I do. And it's him dressed as a panto dame, being the big, loud, larger-than-life character. But it's not my cup of tea. The whole, you know, carry-on type of humour, it's, it's got its audience. And like I said, he seems like a, a, a really nice guy. Um, so I don't mean this as an insult or anything. It's just not for me. I don't like the whole, ooh, me auntie Fanny and all this, you know. And like, I don't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like it when I was nine. I don't like it when I'm all these years older. So I made excuses and left. And I went outside, well I got a drink of water and then I went outside and I thought, do you know what, forget it, I'm just going to go. So that's what I've done. I texted Jack and said, really good to meet you man, thanks for your company this weekend, eh, this last couple of days. Hopefully I'll see you at Blackpool. Take care. And he texts back saying, no worries, good to meet you, safe journey. And then I headed home for that long, long Long drive. Oh, but one thing, um, when I stopped at Lancaster or wherever it was, I stopped, had some to eat. Uh, I made one more stop on the way back about two hours later, maybe, at Gretna. I stopped at Gretna Services and I got out there and I went and used the bathroom, washed my face, bought a little soft drink and then game changer I stood by my car and I stretched and I don't mean I just stretched out like when you just wake up I mean I stretched like I was going into a heavy workout I stretched my calves I stretched my quads front of my legs I stretched my hamstrings I stretched my glutes my butt cheeks um, I stretched my hips I stretched my Stomach, I stretch my back, I stretch my sides, I stretch my triceps, my biceps, my delts, my neck, my back, my everything. I stretch every part of my body. 
and I felt alive. I felt the most awake, the most alert, the most alive, the most ready I had been all day. And that's what got me through the last part of my journey. So if I can give you one bit of advice there, stretch. I used to do it every day. I used to be so fat and so fast and so flexible. Now I'm so fat and so slow and so <laughs> so stuff. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, but that that brings me on to something else and something Stu was talking about today. Stu and Ian and I um, speaking about basically they didn't use these words, but I've been listening to an audiobook, and the audiobook is of. A book that's a bit of a phenomenon at the moment. It's called um, Atomic Habits. Uh, oh, what's the author's name? I don't remember. But um, but the audiobook I'll be listening to it, Atomic Habits, and it's basically compound behaviour. <coughs> so just like compound in, um, compound interest would be money in the bank, and the compound interest accumulates more money every day or every year or every whatever. If you go for a little jog one day and then you don't jog again for another two weeks and then you do that every two weeks and you think, oh, I'm not really seeing any improvement. Well, no, you won't. Of course you won't. But if you go for an even shorter jog tomorrow and then the next day you go for that same short jog and then the day after that you go for that same short jog and then do that every day and then maybe on day seven you add a little bit more distance or a little bit more distance or a little bit more speed and get through it faster and do it every day and build up and up and up. Pretty soon you're going to be a runner. You're going to be out jogging and running all the time. You're going to lose weight. You're going to get fitter. You're going to get better. You're going to get faster. Anyway, that's a subject for another podcast. But it's worth looking into. The two times, the three times really, you should never record the podcast are A, when you're drunk, two, when you're angry, and D, when you're this tired. I'm using that tiredness as an excuse as to why I rambled so much tonight so much more than usual I think but hopefully you found something in this podcast that has been interesting or entertaining or you know amusing at least if not my apologies for wasting your time (laughs) but well done on getting this far if it's your first time listening, I hope you'll go back and listen to other episodes. Um, you'll find out why I don't edit if you listen to other episodes. And you'll find out that I used to be actually not bad at editing if you listen to certain episodes from the back catalogue. Once again, I know I've been away a couple of weeks. I've just been really busy with, you know, personal life and professional life. Um, and it's really... Oh, yeah, it, it gets it gets harder and harder. You know, you know what life is. We all go through certain things. Nothing bad's been happening. Just you know, everything at once, sort of thing. But I'm going to go now. Don't don't celebrate. 
I'm just saying I'm, I'm going to go now, okay? Um, but I'll speak to you next time. Thank you so much. If I met you at tracks, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> if I met you at tracks, by the way, I don't, I don't tell people, oh, I do this stupid little podcast. <laughs> so if I met you at tracks and you're thinking, wait a minute, I spoke to that guy and he didn't say he'd done that stupid little podcast. I don't tell people um, because it is a stupid little podcast. But it keeps me keeps me busy, as if I'm not busy enough. Um, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Thank you to Everyday at Tricks. Well done to Gary and John and Pat Fallon and everyone else involved on putting on such a great event uh, I I'm going to you know I'll definitely go again hopefully on more sleep hopefully better prepared hopefully it won't be such a last minute decision and hopefully um, I'll remember my eye mask so I can sleep at night and I won't have light streaming in and I'll take some earplugs so I won't have lorries flying well I won't hear the lorries flying past so in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger I will return. So thanks once again for listening. My name is Lee Milne. You've been listening to The Wee Magic Podcast. Keep in touch and I'll see you next time.